Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. Hey, welcome back to the Spurs 95.01 vlog. We've got Cam and we've got Steve here to talk about the uh, encouraging 3-0 win over Leeds. Uh, we're missing Jam today, but uh, we've got three of the best. And what I'll do is I'll go through the lineups. Then Cam will talk a little bit about some interesting stats we've got. Steve will give his view on the game and how it went. We'll all share that. And last, we'll talk about a few things at the end. And then we'll close, and then we'll uh, get your views hopefully on the comment section. So don't remember, remember to comment, like, and subscribe. Let me go through the lineups now then. So I'm going to look to my, here we've got Loris, Doherty, Alderweireld, Dyer, Davies, Winks, who was substitute for Sissoko, Hoybieg, Bergwijn, Undombele, who was substitute for Lucas Mora, Son and Kane, who was substituted by, um, uh, Vinicius. So Kamal, over to you for some stats with Leeds and Tottenham. Uh, but, but interestingly, we, this is the first time we played Leeds since tw- 2013, which, you know, we know the Leeds have had a miserable run of it, had to be dropped division. So we really haven't had them in the Premier League. We have the, played them in the Cup, FA Cup twice. Um, I'll <laughs> that, but we've won. But overall, 37 wins, 29 draws and 32 losses in the 98 games versus Leeds. In the Premier League, though, Leeds have had the better of us with them. Um, 25 games. We've only won one, including today. Drawn six. Leeds had won ten. Only um, won one game against Leeds in the Premier League. Are you serious? Oh, We'd won nine. I am oh, sorry. sorry. You're absolutely right to correct me there. <laughs> Glad you were listening. Glad you were yeah. listening. Um, the game itself makes interesting reading. Everybody obviously knows the result, 3-0. But the interesting reading is when I... I to, to be honest with you, watching the game, didn't see it. But Leeds had 64% of the possession and we had 36 I thought this time we'd actually upped our possession yeah. than before, but clearly the stats show differently. However, in terms of shots, Leeds only had 18. We had 24. They had five on target. We had seven on target. They managed towards the end to get more corners than we did with five versus three. And then I think something we will talk about is the fouls. We fouled them 15 times. They fouled us 13 times. And obviously... Key talking point in the last minute, the red card. Have you got some stats on Sonny's goals and stuff like that? I mean, that's an incredible um, some stats there for you. 253 games, and today he achieved the milestone of 100 goals for Spurs, uh, including 52 assists. So for a return from 253 games, let's uh, not forget, I haven't got the figure here, but I know a very large number of those games were for, as substitute rather than starting at the beginning. So that stat just looks more and more impressive when you start breaking it down. And there's one stat I've got up my sleeve that I'm going to add to Cam. Sonny is the first guy outside the British Isles and Ireland for Tottenham to score 100 goals. The first guy. Wow. So I think that's really yeah. amazing. That's a great thing. So great stuff. Thanks for that, Cam. And one more. Yeah. Harry Kane has scoring against Leeds, has now scored against every single team he's played against in Britain. In wow. England. That's amazing. That's also the first, first player to achieve that. Wow, that's great. Okay, great stuff, Cam. Some really, really excellent stats there. Um, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the lineup quickly. Uh, Steve, um, you know, Doherty in at right back for Aurier, who's still, I think, in the, 
in the naughty corner for his uh, thing against Leicester. And then Reguilon dropped and Davies back in. Give us your thoughts about the lineup, Steve. Well, I thought it was I thought it was a strong lineup. I'm I'm quite comfortable with um, Ben Davis at left back because I think his first priority is defending. Uh, Reguilon isn't necessarily his first priority. Uh, I think. Um, uh, Mourinho's uh, options were uh, restricted because of some misbehaviour by, uh, I think it was uh, Reglion, uh, Le Celso and Lamella who um, breached COVID guidelines or something. So I think I think they weren't in the mix. So I suppose that gave uh, Mourinho the, the decisions he had to take. He had to take them. Now I think the um, the lineup was strong. You know, you know, Son and Kane just um, just picked themselves. It's really what, what do we do with the with the fullbacks? Um, and indeed, Doherty was back in there. I thought he had a terrible game, um, but you know, we still won three 0 and we didn't let a goal in, which is uh, is a plus. And I must admit, at the start of the game, uh, first twenty minutes, I was I was worried. I thought, oh, they've let in loads of loads of possession. They're attacking us. Um, so I thought it was going to be tricky, much trickier than it was. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's a good evaluation. I I thought at the first twenty minutes Leeds were superb. They were opening us up all the time. They had some chances. I had the feeling if they had Kane instead of Bamford, they would have at least put one of those away. But we could have been easily one or two down by then. And I think we we gradually grew into the team. So Kamal, talk about the Leeds style of play. What is it about Leeds? We hear a lot about Leeds open style. What are the, how do they play that people say they're so entertaining? Just help the viewers understand why Leeds are so entertaining. I think if I was a Leeds fan, I mean, having lived in Leeds for a while, I mean, they're sort of like my second team that I like to watch. Um, I find it extremely, extremely frustrating more than anything else. Because whilst they're very, very good going forward, very fast, you see a lot of them and the, the wingers going in, you have some players there that, that, can, that can just uh, rush at teams, very much like what we do with Son and Kane, but they've got about six players like that. But they do leave a lot of gaps behind. So it's very entertaining to watch. It's very fast, fast moving. Uh, the finishing sometimes leaves a lot to be decided. I think uh, Bamford needs maybe, you know, uh, five chances to get one goal, which is which is probably a, a problem for them. Um, but they can score from midfield as well, which makes it exciting. The other thing that's exciting about Leeds is their wonder goals. They tend to have this ability to draw, score some great goals from outside the box, from absolutely nowhere, with some very quick one-two tiki-taka type passing, which um, I know Bielsa likes to 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 have his teams play. However, at the back, I mean, you know, you can't talk about a team like Leeds without talking about how the, the mistakes at the back. I mean, I think a couple of our goals came from mistakes that, that their players made. Just yeah. poor passing. Very, very poor passing. Um, they pass it around in a way that uh, um, reminds me very much of how we do sometimes, which is not being able to pick out the right player, just putting ho- a, a ball into the middle, hoping one of the Leeds players would pick it up. And... Um, Really, it's not good enough, to be honest with you. And I think that they should have been punished a lot more if Bergwijn uh, knew where the goal was. I mean, I, th- I think if the goal was six times the size that it had been, he probably still would have. If it was a, if it was the front of a Sainsbury's or, as you have in America, a Publix uh, supermarket, he probably still would have missed. We'll come on to Bergwijn later. But, um, you know, from my point of view, I think, obviously, Leeds, I, I really enjoyed watching Leeds play. All right, it may not be... The, you know, the one that's going to win them anything. But in terms of, it's a breath of fresh air to see people go forward and attack. I agree, defensively, they're not that great. But their their mantra is, if you score five, we're going to score six. And that's, you know, attacking football. That's what's got them to the Premiership. And hopefully, I'm, I'm sure they're going to stay in the Premiership. And so I, I think it's, I'd rather see Leeds play like that than people like West Brom put 10 behind the, 
the, yeah. the ball and just do nothing. Yeah. But let's move on now. Let, let's go back to the first goal, which was a penalty. Now, was this actually a penalty? A lot of discussion here that the first contact was outside the line, uh, outside the area, the second contact was inside. What do you think, Steve? Was it a penalty or not? It was a penalty because I think it was on the line and the line is included as as part of the penalty area. So, yeah, there's no there's no argument about it, really. C- can I just say a couple of things on Leeds? Of course you can. Just following on, really, from what Kamal said and it says about the wonder goals that they do score. I think that's because they play without fear. They're not ner- they don't worry about losing the ball. They don't seem to worry about it at all. And they're always looking for a progressive forward pass. And as you say, right, Ray, it's a, it's a breath of fresh air, that football. I really, li- I really like them. And you have to bear in mind that I've, I'm a sort of a child of the 1970s, and I remember uh, Leeds then, and they were referred to as dirty Leeds. They were a horrible, horrible, <coughs> scuffling, brutal team. So it, t- it takes a lot to change that image for someone, I suppose, someone as old as I am. But um, no, they, they are a breath of fresh air. Yeah, uh, but the pe- in terms of the penalty, yeah, I think at the end of the day it was a stonewall penalty because of the um, it was on the line and therefore it's a penalty. Kamal, do you think it's a penalty? <laughs> I think uh, I'm glad it was a penalty because, to be honest with you, I don't think Bergwijn would have done anything with the ball there apart from uh, look up and be very, very scared. So the only chance that, of us to getting anything was all like I said, thank God it was a penalty. Yeah. No yeah. doubt in my mind. I mean, if Aurier's push was a penalty, which was, again, a ball going nowhere, then this was um, a, a stonewall penalty. I mean, to be honest with you, it was a, another very weak uh, defensive display from Leeds. No need to to give it away. If he just ran in, a bit in front of him, he would have befuddled uh, uh, Bergwijn enough for him not to probably have lost the ball there and then. So, all I can say, thanks, Leeds. Yeah, no, I think it was a penalty. I mean, it wasn't a clear and obvious error as far as said, so they were never going to overturn it. In terms of the penalty by Harry Kane, straight down the middle, normally he goes to the right, I think, Steve. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. are sort of going to the right, so that's why he's um, mixing it up a bit. Do you think that's a good well, idea? I, I, can't, I can't remember the last time he went down the middle. Um, it may be, I'm just my memory's not so good, but yeah, I think he, he, he tends to go to the sides and he... He almost sort of side foots the ball into the side netting of the goal. Very rarely goes down the middle. So, yeah, good to see him mixing up. But I think he's taken the last 15, 16 penalties on the trot, all scored. You know, you, you just sort of have a feeling of inevitability about it when he gets, um, he gets a penalty or he, he's taking a penalty. He's going to have to miss at some stage because <laughs> people are human. And they law do of averages. I was just about to say, the law of averages, Kamal, says that he's going to miss one. I'd rather he miss one against Leeds where we can recover than he misses one in the 90th minute against Liverpool or something. So I'm a bit well, worried. I'd rather get his miss out of the way quickly. But <laughs> I think that uh, going down the middle was also a sign to show a team with a bit of lack of confidence Definitely knowing the keeper's going to go one way or another, and that we just really needed this goal. Uh, so it was like a take-no-chances penalty, full yeah. power, down the middle. You're more than likely to score against any team. And I think that that's what it sort of hit me with, because of the fact that we'd got taken, what, two points out of the last 12? Oh, yeah. And it was just that desperation that we needed to start. We had to, we had to, we had to win this game. We had to get it, you know? Now, Kamal, talk us through, I mean, the second penalty and second goal, sorry, not second penalty. And also, do you have some stats about Sun and Kane in terms of numbers of assists this year? I've heard they've got 16, 13 assists, which is a Premier League record. They've got 13 already, which is more assists and goals um, in, um, in this season, already this season than anyone has, has produced in any season. 
Right. Amazing. So they're, they're, they're after Drogba and Lampard in the total number of Premier League assists, aren't they? Absolutely. And I mean, take the second goal. I mean, I, I mean that in itself was a match-winning goal, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. uh, beautiful, beautiful. I thought when Kane had his back to goal and he was taking on those players, I was waiting for him to lose it, to be honest, because he'd, he'd lost it a few times before. <laughs> but then he sort of instinctively turned, sort of rushed out to the right wide. Um and I think what made the goal was, if you watched Son's movement, he had two players on him, and they started to run as Son was running, but Son didn't. He stopped. And he let them get a couple of feet in front of him before he started to run. He waited for Kane to make a move, and he ran, which gave him that bit of extra space to just get in there. And, and I mean, if you look at it from behind, if you look at it from the side, the amount of space he had to aim towards was, what, about 10 centimetres, whatever, you know, a few inches. But it, it was perfect, perfect touch of the ball. He didn't hit it hard. He stroked it just just with absolutely perfect timing um, into that corner. I mean, it, it was, you know, I mean, it's definitely one of the best goals I've seen for a while. But when, just going back to your analysis, Kamal, when did, you said that Sonny stopped his run because he let the defenders run. When did he actually start the run? Was it when Kane played the ball or when Kane looked up? When Kane looked up, I think. I think he, he, he waited. He, Kane was still running with the ball, but he's, he's, it, was a, it was a very minor stop, maybe half a second. But in this game, that's all you need, right? Yeah. It's just a very, very bad stop, which allowed him to get that space. Because up until then, I thought that they had done very well in silencing Son. Um, in yeah, I mean, game. they did really well there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, up until then, it was quite a quiet game. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just talk a bit about him. We'll come to Steve. But again, beautiful ball by Kane. He just has to look up. They've got this, it's almost like a telepathic understanding of when to pass and when to shoot. It was a great finish by Son. He took it in stride. He didn't need to do anything, really. He just... Needed to guide it. The pace was on the ball. He just guided it in a beautiful finish. And uh, I shudder to think where we would be if these two weren't playing for us. I really do. Probably in the depths of relegation. But, uh, Steve, do you want to sing some praises about the second goal? Oh, I mean, I'll, I'll just echo, really, what, what Kamal has said. And um, we, we know that um, the passes, the range of passes that um, Kane has is probably the, the best in the team. Actually, it's definitely the best in the team. Um, you know, he's... He's, he's in there with De Bruyne in terms of the accuracy of his passing. So if you're a forward and you, and you can find space, the chances are he's going to find you. Um, so it is about people like Son need to keep making those runs, um, keep getting into the right positions, keep trying to, um, you know, play on an error if there is going to be an error um, and, and, and any misjudgment from the defenders. But you know that if you make the right sort of run, then the or can be delivered by Kane. I don't think it can be delivered by anyone else in the team, unfortunately. So let me put this, uh, so thanks Steve, let me put this to you, Kamal. Is that a bit of a hindrance to us? So because Kane and Sonny have got this telepathic understanding, if, for, for instance, Sonny gets injured, according to Steve, you know, there's nobody else who can make that run for Kane. So does, are we going to lose something? If not only Son not playing, but nobody to be on the end of Kane's passes? I think so. I mean, you know, I, I mean, there is a number of, we've seen it in the last few games, uh, where um, it's a problem anyway because Kane dropping so deep and other players then taking him out of the game and if he's not able to produce that, it causes a problem. Um, I think it's going to be a, an issue for us. We do still need a creative midfielder. And having looked at the headlines this morning, you might have read, I don't know how serious it is, but Manchester City are preparing a £90 million bid for Kane uh, in January. <laughs> that's that's I saw that as well. Yeah, That's just paper talk. That's nothing there. Okay, guys, I think we've discussed... Uh, the beautiful play between Kane and Son. Let's talk about the third goal now. 
Interesting. I mean, Kamal, I mean, I don't know if you've got stats fan, but is this the taking penalties out of the way? Is this the first goal we scored from a while from a, from a corner? From a corner? No, I mean, I think Alderweire have had another one against um, Arsenal in July. Yeah, but that's a long time ago, isn't it? That was a long time ago. I, I believe it was last season. <laughs> it was last season. Yeah, so is it a I long... believe that we've had a goal this... We've had that definitely had a goal from a corner this season too, um, from a bell corner. Yeah. Um, I, I think Dia scored it. I can't remember who scored it, but we have had one. But, I mean, we need more, don't we? I mean, and if we're going to be getting gold from uh, corners, it was going to be against Leeds because, um, let's face it, some of the their defending is pretty poor down there and they don't have necessarily the tallest or the strongest defenders. So it was, again, you could argue it was a mistake by the goalkeeper. Uh, you could argue he made a mistake from letting the corner go in the first play from uh, Ndombele's stinging shot, which was a good shot, which could have stuck in itself. So those two things come together, coming together, two very quick mistakes from the goalkeeper, I presume, let, her, let him in. Having said that, Naya was following up, so one of them would have got the goal. One of them would have got the goal, yeah. Steve, uh, in the build-up to the goal, a little push by Alnavaro on the defender, what do you think? Oh, I think, no, I, I think it was, it, was, it was the general, you know, coming together that you get in the penalty area. I think that would have been extraordinarily harsh if that hadn't been... Uh, given as a goal. I don't think any of the Leeds players appealed for that. Yeah. Um, you know, the reality was it was a goalkeeping error. No two ways about that. The goalkeeper should have had it. I know that Kamal was saying about the, the player following up, but, but most goalkeepers would have either got that away or they would have held it. Yeah. And um, But then if you don't get the ball on target, you don't, you don't score. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's worth, it's worth taking chances and just peppering the goal at times, however that may be. Okay, I'm going to um, mix it up a bit. I'm going to. We've got the the defence, the midfield, and the attack. So with three of us here, I want each of us to talk about each section of that. So Kamal, do you want to talk about the defence? Talk about the players in the defence and how you think they perform. Then I'll come to Steve about um, the midfield and how they perform. I want our viewers to get a view on how we think the people did in the match. I think that uh, to be. I'll echo Steve's earlier point. Davis had a solid game. Didn't put a foot wrong today. I mean, if he plays like that, that's very, very good cover. Um, you've got enough going forward, though, come on. Um, he's got a good shot on him, and, and I think maybe not. But, I mean, in this game, that would have been fine if we had somebody who could um, who could play in front of him. Uh, Doherty, I mean, really. I mean, I, I'd be surprised if Doherty got into a, a, a first division team, a championship team in the way that he's playing. Maybe he'd get into Luton. But how the hell he's getting into the Tottenham team, I don't know. I mean, uh, I thought he was he was by far the worst player. Coming on to the midfield. Can you just elaborate on Why was Doherty so bad? Explain that to our viewers. Uh, I thought that his, uh, his positioning was very bad. His defensive play was bad. He seemed to, lots of their attacks, lots of things were coming down from his way. Uh, I thought that his, um, his, he seemed to be off the pace by a, a microsecond, long enough to always put the pitting, uh, being just that little bit late to the ball, just that bit late to the player, two very soft yellow cards. Uh, I mean, uh, his ability to do anything going forward is is absolutely... I mean, you say uh, Davis can't do anything going forward. Well, just look at Doherty, he does even less. So, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, to be honest with you, I can't say anything good. I mean, I really have seen a player go from whatever he did at Wolves to, to being an, a beyond average player. I thought in the midfield, Winks had a pretty oh, good game. Oh, midfield is going to be Steve. You need to talk about oh. the centre-backs. 
centre-backs, I think, again, solid game. I didn't really have a problem. I thought they let Bamford had a couple of chances, got in between them a few times, which if he'd been a bit better, he would have, they would have scored. So they weren't really tested. Lloris wasn't really tested. And I, th- I, think, um, I think they had an easy ride, to be honest with you, because another team, well, if that was Liverpool, they probably would have put three um, in, before the, in the first 20 minutes. So the first 20 minutes, pretty poor. After that, looked pretty solid. The marks out of 10 for the defence? Overall? Six. Okay, cool. Right. Even with the black, even with a, with a blank sheet, that's not, I know it doesn't sound good, but yeah. I think that Leeds took their chances they would have scored. Okay, okay. Thanks for that excellent analysis there. Steve, I'm going to come to you about the midfield now. The midfield, let's assume the midfield is going to be obviously the midfield that it was. So it's Winks, Hoybieg and Ondombele. Go, go, Steve. Well, I mean, I th- again, we're back to Kamal's last point is when you win 3 0, it's, it's difficult to be too uh, critical, uh, although Doherty manages it. But um, uh, I think Ndombele played well. Uh, I was a little bit concerned because I think he may have been a bit frustrated about being taken off. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's sort of, he seemed to be mumbling to himself and his body language wasn't too good, which I think you can take that two ways. Because before he's been like, God, I'm knackered. I'm desperate to get off. Whereas this time I think he... He wanted to carry on. But again, as the game goes on with him, I think there's more likelihood of him being caught in possession. Um, although, he, of course, he does have the killer killer pass in him, um, which others don't. I think um, Hoybier, um, I, I, he's running on empty. He probably needs a bit of a rest. I thought he did his usual blocking and nipping in there and doing the right tackles. But I think he got booked as well for another stupid um, little kick in the, in a completely inappropriate place. You know, he probably tapped somebody's ankle near the centre circle because he got on the wrong side of a player, which is what Doherty got booked for as well at the final the final sort of minutes or so. So he's probably looking a bit tired, but he's vital to us, doing all the ugly stuff that um, that we need. Um, I think Winks was probably in there because. Um, uh, we couldn't, uh, uh, Lo Celso wasn't allowed to play. I sort of, I think maybe that. And he decided that Sosoko would have a rest as well. But obviously he brought Sosoko on later. Uh, I thought Wings did okay. I, um, at one stage, I think he made a surging run forward, Wings, which is what he used to do when he first got into the first team. And I think got him the England place, which he stopped doing. And he needs to do more of that, really. But I think that's, a, that's back to players playing with a little less fear. You know, we talked about earlier on about Leeds' expansive play. They do play without fear. I'm not saying we should play by not defending at all, but maybe with a little, a, a little, um, just taking the occasional risk here and there with a through ball that may not work. But if it does, you're going to get a goal. Um, so I, I, I can't really complain about the midfield. I think. Okay, and um, marks out of ten for the midfield. Oh, I would go a bit higher than um, Kamal. You've got to bear in mind what they're up against. I'm um, seven, seven and a half. Okay, perfect. Now I get the easy one, and because I'm cheering it, I get the easy one. So I'm yeah. talking about the forward line. Son and Kane, what can you say about them? I think Harry looked a bit better. Now he's had his baby son. He looks a bit more relaxed yeah. and things like that. So he played really well. Sonny is Sonny. Great going forward, tracking back. I think a couple of times Sonny could have shot, but he tried to play in. So, you know, maybe he's been told to try and, you know, not be so greedy. But, you know, I thought he obviously is a great player. I want to focus more on Stephen Bergwine, Stevie B, as I call him. I just think this guy's just shot of confidence, you know. He's he's a decent player, but his his confidence is virtually zero at the moment. Some of the shots he had, 
he should have at least got some on target. He should have scored with a couple of them, and he didn't score. I think he just needs a goal, either off a bum or a lucky deflection or something, just to get his confidence back. As you guys all know, football's a confidence game. you got confidence, you can do really well. I think he's really struggling on the confidence side. But I'd always have him over Lucas Moura, because when Lucas Moura came and he gave the ball away so many times, I was so glad he wasn't playing from the beginning. So that's my analysis of those guys. I was going to give him an 8 out of 10. And the only reason it's not a 9 or 10 is because Bergwijn fluffed a couple of chances. Otherwise, it would have been really a 9 or a 10 out of 10. So they did really well. So that's what we did for the analysis of the match. I want to talk of a couple of other things, actually, uh, before we finish. Uh, Kamal, I want to get your view about this story coming about, the Lacelso, Reguion and Lamella breaking COVID restrictions. Apparently on the 30th of December or some t- oh, on Christmas Day, sorry, they attended a party with over 20 people. Apparently Lanzini from West Ham was here. Uh, okay. What do you think sh- action should be taken about them? Because us people are staying at home because of lockdown. These guys, they're not above the law. What do you think? Well, I'm glad that you, you, you've asked me to say to talk about this first, but I'd like to rename it the Suckling Pig Gate. Okay. Uh, yeah. On the basis that uh, Mourinho is very, very upset. He was told by Regulan he's all alone himself in London. He went out and bought him a 500-pound suckling pig piece of ham, apparently, for, so that he could enjoy it over Christmas. Or is this some uh, Spanish uh, speciality? Spanish thing, I think, yeah. yeah. £500 for a suckling pig piece of ham. It sounds like it must have come from somewhere special. And then what does he go and do? He goes out to a, a party with all his friends with Mourinho's ham. That must have really upset the old man. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can think. I mean, I, th- I think that in a country with England, which you're going to have tier four, where it's very, very clear that, you know, these are role models that you've got to be putting it together. I've seen the picture. I've seen them all in a picture with all their families. Um, uh, uh, there were 20 of them there, all smiling away. I mean, you do it, but then you get yourself photographed and then get it circulated into the you know, on- online and stuff like that. I mean, you know, the stupidity for doing it in the first place. And then it's even triple stupid to then start taking pictures and publicizing them and bringing the whole team into disrepute. I think on that basis, Lamella was definitely dropped out of the team. So Celso's injured and Regulon didn't get to play. But, I mean, they should be punished by the team, certain example. I think that should be a fine handed out. And then we need to move on and hopefully they'll learn, learn from it. Okay. And I think that uh, Regulon needs to hand, either give the hand back or um, give him back his £500. OK, great. Thanks for that. Uh, Steve, I'm going to ask you to look forward to next Tuesday, the match with Brentford. The... Caramel Cup, as you call it, Caramel Cup semi-final against Brentford. Um, do you, first, a couple of things for you. Do you think he's going to play a strong team? And secondly, how do you think the game's going to go? I think that he'll have to play a strong team because I've um, I've seen Brentford play just on the TV and they're a good footballing team. Um, they're not as gung-ho as Leeds um, and they will, be a, they will be some stiff opposition. They narrowly missed promotion last season, although they've lost some key players. Uh, they're, they're still a good footballing team and to underestimate them would, would be an error. Um, having said all of that, we should beat them and I think we should play a strong enough team to make sure that we do beat them. Okay. Um, cool. just, just to add one thing on the, um, uh, the, the, uh, the partying, etc. I think the biggest, um, error they made is associating with Lanzini. That really should mean that they should be they should be dropped and expelled. They're all from the club. Don't they? they all stick together. That doesn't matter, especially <laughs> after that goal he scored against us in the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, okay, the last thing I'm going to quickly chat about is um, Maurizio Pochettino. I think the news has just come through that he's been appointed PSG manager. I wish him all the the best in PSG in a in a you know in a weaker league, weaker teams with having all the money. He should finally actually win something, and that will be good for him. And hopefully, I'm praying he's going to take Deli Ali off our hands. And maybe Serge Aurier, who's ex-PSG as well. Maybe Lucas Moura, if we throw three for the price of two or something like that. Maybe we'll take them. I'm just going to ask you guys to spend a few minutes, a few seconds talking about uh, Poch and then we'll close it. Kamal? Very happy for Poch. Well deserved. About time he got back into management. I'm just glad he's not at Arsenal or Manchester United. I'm glad that he's um, gone to a team which he played for for two years. Hopefully he'll win a, a shed load of trophies and one day maybe come back to Tottenham. We're very happy to have him back in a better team. Please don't take Aurier. We, we've got nobody else on that side that can play. I mean, I know it's not saying much, but God almighty, going to leave us with Dart here at the front. That would be bad news. Well, well Moore dropped into that position for the last one and a half minutes. Yeah, That's very true. There are a lot of players that can um, that 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 Poch could look at. But to be honest with you, when he's got the players that he's going to have to play with at um, at PSG, is there really anyone he'd want from Spurs? I think he's got Thomas Mounier at right back, so I think he's better than what we've got at the moment. Steve, so <laughs> yeah. what's your thoughts on Poch before we? Uh... Well, no, I, I'm congratulations to him. You know, I, I don't think we will ever forget what he did for Spurs, which I think was to get us pretty much regular. Champions League football um, and got us to a Champions League final. Okay, we had fallen away. And he also did that over one and a half to two seasons when we weren't playing in our home ground. There was an awful amount of um, uh, sort of travelling around. We never really felt, I think, at home at Wembley. In fact, I I dreaded going there for the games. So, uh, no, I, I wish him all the very best in the world. Um, and it would be great to to play them, play him at some stage, because I think he would get a fantastic reception when he came back to White Hart Lane. Yeah. Who, who have PSG got in the next round of the Champions League, Steve? I don't know. Okay, fine. If, if, if Spurs aren't playing, I'm, I very rarely know anything about any football anywhere else, I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no worries. I know you're Spurs through and through. So, yeah, thanks, everybody. Great, great discussion. Good win, 3-0 Leeds. Looking forward to the Brentford match, where we'll have a post-match, I think, after the Brentford Yes. And uh, all I can say is, come on, you Spurs! And come we're on, you Spurs. Third, third now, so let's. The only way good is to win again. It's good to be back in winning ways. Unbeaten this year, gents. Yeah. Come <laughs> on, you Spurs! Thank you. You've been listening to the Spurs ninety five oh one podcast. Stay in touch. Continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.